Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Well, good morning, Trevor. Welcome back to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. How are you? I am awesome. I am awesome. Very casual today. We've got a big yes. move going on at Ashford's. We're moving, uh, everybody's moving out of the office and uh, moving into our new office over the next week. So, cool. um, yeah, very exciting times. Big, big office. We went and had a look um, last week. I think, yeah, straight after we had our chat last week, we went in and checked out the new office. And uh, it's, um, they're, they're, look, it's, uh, I'm looking around going, what's changed because of COVID? What's changed because of over the last 10 years? We're talking about an accounting firm, you know, large accounting firm now moving into a new office. And I'm going, what's changed with technology and all that? And uh, disappointed, to say the least, that there's still a server there. And I what? really was, yeah, I know. Really? I'm, really? I know, no, I know. Trevor, 2000 called. They want you back. Oh, it's not my call. You I'll just, you know, hand up, hand up. I'm, uh, I'm trying to stay away from uh, meddling in, in, in the affairs of it all. It's a big firm. It's they've got their own thing. They've got a lot of people making decisions, and uh, I do ask the question, why, <laughs> why? Mm. <laughs> so I poked my head in the server room, and I thought, oh yeah, you probably do need um, switches and panels for the network to cable the office, and then I thought. Do you know what I'm going to ask Nick? Do we really need that? That's a really interesting question. Well, should you have that? Because that's a, it's a kind of crazy investment, right? Wiring an office isn't isn't a cheap endeavor. Um, wiring it with network cabling isn't a cheap endeavor. And the only reason to put network cabling in is if you need crazy high speed between you and a bunch of servers you run, but you shouldn't run servers. So let's let's wind that uh, back, shall I? Okay, let's, that's let's wind that's, that all the way okay, back. Okay, now we now that makes sense. Okay, now you've just explained it all to me. Cool. The only well, reason we the only reason we need also, to cable the office is because we've got servers. Yeah, well, you, you probably don't even that? need to do that. You probably don't even need to do that either. Wi-Fi technology now is super fast and super good um, and yeah. works incredibly well. And what you've done by cabling the office is you've locked yourself to a specific location for each of those ports. It's not like you've suddenly got this ultra flexible office you can do what you want with. You've locked yourself down to these locations where you've got to sit and do stuff. And if I look at the, yeah, if I look back when I worked for Microsoft in, yeah, 2000, 2001, they just started making all of their offices 100% Wi-Fi because they wanted to be flexible. They wanted people to be able to move around. You, you shouldn't be mm. stuck on a, on, on a desk. You should be able to dive in a meeting room and work as well as you could in a breakout area or at a desk or, or whatever. And so that's kind of been the drive. And to put network cabling in is expensive. The other thing you forget and people don't realize is network cabling degrades over time. It doesn't last forever. Um, and we come up with new versions. So since I've been in IT, there's we're now on Cat 7, maybe Cat 8, so Category 8 of Unshielded Twisted Pair, which came in probably in the late 90s. So you're talking a new cabling system every four years. So, you know, even for me at home, I found mm. that, and, and this is the problem I suppose we have, is I found when at home I tried to go with Wi-Fi 
And I just couldn't get the performance, especially when I was doing lots of training sessions and lots of video sessions like yep. this. Um, yep. So I had to put a cable in and to get my Wi-Fi up. But you're saying today, this was two well, years ago. Also, what you would have had, you're using home-grade equipment. You'd have had a single wi-fi device somewhere in your home and and the bunch of people using it and and there's all sorts of wi-fi is wi-fi is you know wireless broadcasting it's not a the set and forget there's lots of maths and science and things like propagation and barriers and all sorts right, of things okay. that go around it so what what i have at home is we have a um, and my house isn't huge but we have a mesh network and i've got six mesh repeaters wi-fi repeaters right. all over the property um, which means everybody, no matter where they are, gets super performance. And all of that eventually comes back to one device with one network cable into my fiber that goes out to the MBN. Right. So I should so go nothing's get wired. So for my house, uh, rather than spending, yeah. I think it cost me 250 bucks getting it cabled, I should have like invested in the mesh networking yep. is that a wi-fi network yep. okay it gives, kind of gives you the flexibility because now it's cabled if you ever want another port that's at least another 250 bucks mm, yeah yeah and if you want to go to a different room or you want to work out of a different room if i want to turn this one into a bedroom and work out of another room i've got a i've got to cable that up yep yep so so that's expensive so it's it traditionally yeah, and, and the other thing is the, the guys will do it for you will probably be your IT company and they'll probably be making some money out of it, so they'll probably be encouraging you to do it. Mm, mm. All right, so um, let, well, let's talk about the server. Let's think yep. about why they probably need a server. Let's, let, let me go through the applications that they've got that they need a server for. And I, we, one of my clients, we've just had this big discussion with their IT company about mm -hmm. um, removing the server from the network. So yep. what, when we were going through that, we were talking about the pros and cons and all of this sort of stuff. They were talking about legacy applications that they needed mm -hmm. to run on a server. Um, how could you, you know, how do you avoid that? Okay, so you can run you servers in the cloud. You don't have to run servers. The, 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 there's, there's a bunch of issues with running physical servers. So at least... 15 years ago, people stopped running um, uh, software on what we call bare metal. They actually yeah. ran it on um, virtualization. So VMware and Hyper-V running on your servers were running little virtual servers inside them. Um, but that's really what platforms like AWS, Google Cloud Platform, and Microsoft Azure will do for you, one of the things they'll do. So you can you can lift those servers up there, and you could run them up there. That gets a, around one problem. And the one yeah. problem is is physical hardware. So if you think about it, if you have a server on your site and something physically goes wrong with it, so a power supply fails or a disk fails or, or memory chip goes bad or something like that, a human has to come to your office, open that server and fix the problem. Yeah. Right? If you put it into a cloud platform and something goes wrong with some hardware, the cloud platform automatically puts your virtual machine somewhere else. You don't even notice it. So notice that it, no. that hardware problem totally goes away when you move to the cloud. 
Um, when you move to software, so that's when you're running your servers. Next, you've got software problems. So when you run a server, you are 100% responsible for everything to do with that server. So you've got to back yeah. it up. You've got to do maintenance. You've got to check logs. You've got to make sure there's no security breaches. You've got to make sure it's secure. You've got to make sure the disks are performing okay. You have to do regular upgrades and maintenance. You need to patch it regularly. Um, you need to check against the latest security advisories. You need to make sure it's behind a file wall, you need to check for insurance protection and prevention. You probably should be running a scene. I could go on and on. Come on. Okay, okay. You know, right. just think about these poor our poor listeners driving along listening to that. They've all fallen asleep. They have, Careful. They have but, but that's all the stuff you have to do with a server because you are responsible for all of it. Now when you put that server in the cloud, so you're hosting a server in the cloud, you're still responsible for all of that stuff. You just don't have to worry about the hardware. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the, I remember. Every, yeah. Everything changes when you go to what we call software as a service, something yeah. like Zero or Office yeah. 365, when you're not responsible for anything, for anything except administration, which is where you want to be, right? You have a contract with a major provider like Zero or Microsoft to do all that stuff for you. You don't have to worry about that. And that's really where you should be. Because the responsibility for, I don't know how many people in, in your firm, but let's say there's 100 people, um, that's one of the smaller security divisions looking after something like Azure or Xero or Office 365. Mm. And, I, and I cannot believe, and I called you in a bit of a flap this week, didn't I, mm. when I had a meeting with a client who told me that they didn't want to use Office 365 because of security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And I said, I can't believe I'm still having these conversations. I, I said, 10 years, 11 years, Nick, we've been smacking our head against the pole. Yeah. Telling people well, where, I, I think, they, I think, where this I think is going. Said, and You know, 10, 10 years ago, the CIO of ComBank got up and said, all of the major cloud vendors, so that's Microsoft, Azure, and Google, can run their cloud more securely than we can at the Commonwealth Bank. So if you, for a, a millisecond, think that as a small and medium business in Australia, you can come anywhere close to being secure running it yourself, you are probably smoking crack. Mm. So why? Why have they, why is, why have, you know, I'm not, you know, let's, there's, there's why, two, they, why have they done it? Why have they, why have they left it on there? Even though I've said probably 20, 30 times, why do we have our server here? But there's, there's two things I can think of, and one of them's the nefarious one. Right, so it's with anything like this, follow the dollars, right? Yeah, to put okay. in a server and configure it and put it in a rack and keep it clean and healthy and fix it when it's broken costs a bunch of money. We reckon it's $170,000 over the lifetime of a server. That's excluding the amount of electricity you have to spend. Somebody's getting that money, and I assume it's an IT provider who has a position of trust who's advising you that's what you should do. Okay. I did hear one person say, but it's not a very old server. It costs us a lot of money. Well, the, you're forgetting that, uh, you know, about a 20th of the cost is buying the physical server. Um, the rest of it is in keeping it's it alive continue. for the rest yeah. of its seven-year life. Yeah. yeah, seven years. Okay. Um. Tops. <laughs> Tops. And that's sweating it. <laughs> I, I, like, um, you know, moving office has brought back flooded a whole heap of memories to me um you know from 10 10 years ago when we went started working together and we started you know you moved our my ob to the cloud and remember we had a terminal server access for some reason i can't remember why and as soon as you connected the azure server 
we found a, um, a, a, a what do you call it, a, like a sleeper waiting yeah. for our terminal services to have anything interesting on it. And I think I've mentioned this before and straight away bells and lights went off and Trevor, you said, Trevor, you've got someone hacked into your terminal services environment. We better go fix all that up, blah, blah, blah. Um, but back then, tax, tax and accountants weren't interesting. Funny. They're very interesting now. We've talked about it a number of times tax before. And account, but... I think tax and accountants have always been interesting, but they've been hard to get to. So this is this is an argument used in the world of blockchain. They say if you've got a million dollars in a safe, right, it's worthwhile going and cracking that safe. But if you've got one dollar in a million safes, it's not cost effective to go and crack all those safes. Yeah. What we find is now accounting firms are honeypots. They're honeypots yeah. for information. If you think, if you take, you know, your firm and you take the number, the amount of money that flows through in tax refunds, right, just for your individual tax returns, yeah, yeah over yeah. over a year. And if you imagine I could crack into that, and I'm going to add that up. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get Power BI, yeah. and I'm going to go and add that up. And I'm going to tell you next week. Yeah, tell me next week because I reckon I reckon it's it's hundreds of millions of dollars probably. Yeah, billions. Yeah. So that's yeah. worthwhile going and stealing the tax file numbers so you can file for all your yeah, the accountants the pulled out the calculator. Watch out. <laughs> oh dear. Go on. What is he what is he adding up now? Uh no. Nah. Forty um if I said forty million, yeah, that's that's still worthwhile going billions. and having a crack at, right? It doesn't it doesn't cost it doesn't cost me very much. Well it doesn't not me. It doesn't cost someone very much to dump on, jump onto the dark web and buy one of these kits for hacking a business. Um, mm. and I, what you know, you could do a million things, but one of the things you do is you send everybody in your organization a phishing email. Somebody would click on the link, I'd get access to their machine, I'd have their login, which means I'd have their login to your practice management system, your document management system, etc. I'd harvest all your clients and tax file numbers. And June 30, 8 a.m. in the morning, uh, sorry, July 1, 8 a.m. in the morning, I'd file fraudulent tax returns for all of those people. Um, and I'd put a bank account or several that I'd created as where the ATO should deposit the funds. And two weeks later, I'd disappear. Okay, so... It's not cost effective to put a server in. It's less secure. No. It's harder yes. to look after. It's yes. technology behind it's it's actually ragged technology. Um yep. okay. I, I so say the only therefore... the only the only reason, so there are some reasons I'd have a server. So let me give you some examples. Right. Um, one of the reasons I've seen which is perfectly valid is if you have a very, very expensive piece of manufacturing machinery, which needs a quote unquote server to run, which has to be connected because you connect over something that's not cloud friendly, like a serial link or something else. Now, you can still cloudify those, but you're already maintaining that machine. So you've got so you the same level of maintenance. You might as well maintain yeah. the two. The other one I've seen is a um, another organization we worked with where there's a very, very, very specific piece of software which doesn't have, doesn't really have a cloud version yet but I know it's coming. So we've spoken to the vendor. They reckon it'll be two or three years. So we go, okay, so we'll sweat this server for the next three years until the proper grown up cloud version appears. But in your space, in accounting, there's so many opportunities for cloud. Everything's cloudable in the world yeah. of accounting. There's no applications we've found, or I can see, that don't have a decent alternative that runs in well, the cloud. What, what about um, 
CAD drawings and stuff like that, you know, when you've got big um, digital drawings, you know, like, uh, and, and, and even, I suppose, you know, like videos and all these okay, sort of so, things. So, so if you look at what, so let's take videos, because rendering is huge data flowing backwards yeah. and forwards. It's vast amounts. Um, almost everybody now, all of the big houses render in the cloud. They just put because it up there you, and then render it. Because you, you can fire up a thousand machines to render in the cloud and they shut them down when they're done. That's incredibly cost effective. So you just buy lots of bandwidth. Uh, you've just fallen into that. You just covered that off. Now, one of the guys, one of the clients we were talking to, their IT guy, and we said, okay, so we want to turn off the server and run Active Directory mm -hmm. in the office. This business has got 14 locations and yep. the head office is still running a profile, roaming profiles, blah, 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 server, they log in. And the biggest issue is when someone who doesn't normally work in head office comes in and wants to jump onto a computer and print something out, they have a nightmare of time because they've forgotten the password to get into the server. So that's been, uh, you know, so now we've, we've actually, we're decommissioning the server. We're going to push that. The, they said, you know, we could, the, the discussion was exactly what you said then, the cost of maintaining the server, in other words, the electricity and looking after the server versus pushing it up in the cloud. And the question they asked was, how often are you going to access that application, those mm -hmm. legacy apps? Um, one, one of them is Navision um, based and so forth like that. And they were looking around and then, and we said, one, two people are going to probably access it four times a year. And they went, that's probably worth worthwhile pushing that to the cloud because they can just have it on a, you know, random. But they said, if you're going to be accessing it every day and there's going to be a few people, we're better off keeping the server and, and looking after that. Oh, so so, so I, I disagree with that because there's something you're missing. Um, it's, it's a great example. We worked years ago with a bus company, I think it was, and we moved their entire data center and operations to the cloud. If we'd have kept it running 24 by 7, it would have been way more expensive than keeping yeah, it in we used to do. data center. We used to do the numbers so, for electricity and yeah, all that sort of stuff yeah, for, did, for accounting firms and tell them what their service cost. Well, actually, I've just, I've just built a calculator for accounting firms where they can go and do it themselves. So maybe I'll put that link in the description below. But um, what we did and for so those you've guys... Got, and you've got in there, it calculates electricity still. So you're saying yep. average kilowatts, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what it costs. Yeah, it's, it, it, it bundles it together in a cost per service. So it, we've, yeah. we've taken some industry stats on that. But we do things like what's your average LA rate, number of partners, number of staff. And we work out using the good, the bad, and the ugly and other benchmarks where you rank against other accounts firms it's really quite fascinating i'll send it to you you can have a go well we'll do cool so, so the, yes, I think, the I think I saying the servers, is those, those, but those guys because we're now in the cloud and you mustn't do this with physical servers we turned it off at weekends and overnight all of it just yeah because nobody was using it and so what that did is you actually work out you know 24 by 7 by so 24 hours a day seven days a week is a lot of hours um eight hours a day for five days a week is 40 hours it's less than a third so you just slash your costs by going, oh, we'll turn it off when people don't use it. Now, that's to IT people, that's a really strange place to be. Um, but you can you can do that if you design your infrastructure in the cloud the right way. Yeah, yeah, I remember they used to say, never turn off your computer, never do this, never do now, that. When you, when and you and when things disk, go wrong, what's the first thing you do? You turn it off and on again, yeah. <laughs> support 101. <laughs> that's how Congratulations, welcome to my support team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's it's hilarious. So look, okay, we we we've we've got to sort of start winding up, and this has been an amazing discussion because you know where I'm going in, and I'm going to go hunting around for a few things and see how things turn out. But I'll let you know. Um, we won't. We well, so we won't. We're they're taking a week to move everybody across, and um, so it should it should really to move people should be a case of and in microsoft redmond they used to move buildings of of a thousand people in a day so you went and worked today from home you came back the next day you were done and that's really moving your crap um but really in an accounting firm everybody should have a laptop you should have a bunch of stations with a couple of screens and a docking station you can walk up say i'll have that desk plug your laptop in log into your phone you're done yep so we finished tonight and yep. seven days later, we move in, and I'm like, so everybody's frantically packing up their desks, and it, it, it's this is where I'm getting, and I've gone. I don't have anything. I feel a yeah, bit. I'll take, I'll, I'll take my laptop. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I went like, okay, so with our team are sharing a box. Yeah. To put our three pens. A little stand <laughs> and a few things in because I thought, oh, well, I won't carry those back with me. And, my, you know, I've got a spare keyboard and all that sort of stuff and mouse. I've got a Wi-Fi keyboard. And I just chuck that in the box. And um, and I'm walking around to the offices and I'm going, what do you, what do you guys got? What are you doing? you got so many things. Oh, it's paper. I said, but what's on the paper? And they go, oh, my notes, all my things. But isn't that in the computer already? And they look at me and go, oh, and they pick up the paper and put it into the recycling bin because it's something they've had sitting on their desk. So it, it dawns on them. And I remember at Hanson's, I used to come around, I used to walk around when we first went this paperless. And we said, we are going paperless. We're not going less paper. We are going paperless, guys. I am mm -hmm. sick of paying all that money for the server room, for the filing room that we've talked about previously. And, yeah. and I'd walk around, I'd say, what's that on your desk? What's all that paper? And they go, ah, oh, I printed it out and I just might need it. Why did you print it out? Ah, oh, because I like to look at it. And I said, fine, chuck it in the bin that night. You've printed it out. There's a copy of it on the system. Yeah, and the problem, the, with, <laughs> the problem with printing it out and not putting your notes means you've got to scan another copy in that you've noted on the system. So now I've got two copies and I don't know which one it is. So write your notes on the... Pick up your right, pen, your right on the right on the screen of your device. You're done. Oh, Walk away. I'll put comments in the Word document or something. Put <laughs> it in there. Get one note out. Write notes all over it. Get a you know get a and a PDF editor. Do those things. Don't print it out. And 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 um it was it was enlightening. There was a couple of managers. Right, one of them in particular said, "That's it. That's it." And she said, "I'm we're not having any paper at the new office." She said, I'm making it a rule. And so that's nine of the 90 people have made yeah. a rule. They're not going to have any paper. And she said, I'm going to be all over you guys. We're not having, we're not printing things out. We're going to review things on the screen. And if you print something out, you throw it, you shred it out that night. Nothing goes through. And I went, oh, yes, I've passed on a little bit of that. It's taken, it's taken a while. But it's hard. I'm not like, it's hard. It's not hard for you and I. The last thing you and I want to do is walk around, lug around pieces of paper. We would have been in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, well, if you look, at, look at the amount of data we store and work with every day, and it just would have been a nightmare. So get, getting rid of paper is important. I think my favorite analogy for this was when I worked in the, in the UK. I used to work for National Westminster Bank, 
and they had a big tower which was blown up by the IRA. And um, so the IRA set a bomb and a plinth near the tower. Now, let me tell you the story. Oh, well, I don't know. I just haven't heard the IRA for a while. I think the last time I heard the IRA, I was watching The Crown. So anyway, here's, here's the story. They blew up this bomb, which um, broke all the windows in the tower. It didn't destroy the tower. It actually was rendered unsafe. But what happened, because of the pressure wave, every drawer and filing cabinet in the entirety of the bank, bank opened. All the windows exploded glass went into every one of those and they all closed again so the first people who went to get some files out got their hands cut to ribbons because the bloody things were full of glass so suddenly all this paper was inaccessible to them what do they do now yeah yeah Yeah. imagine if you couldn't go to your building tomorrow for whatever reason our building collapsed for goodness sake remember that yeah Yeah, you guys All sorts of things happen. If you couldn't go to your if you couldn't go to your building tomorrow, how would you operate? Now, if you're in the cloud, you're fine. But do you do you remember like you remember like the banks, like the ANZ Bank um, used to have another building like a bank, fully decked out, exactly the same. All the computers exactly the same. So if something ever happened, they could move all their people to the other bank. Now they wouldn't be doing that anymore. That would be take your laptop home will run Intune or something on it to protect it and shut it down. And if anything goes wrong with your lap, go yeah, and I move don't know. on. I haven't, I haven't played in disaster recovery, but those big facilities are, are really now after COVID being shut down because we've realised we don't need them. People can work from home. Mm. What else? Oh, printers. All right. That was the other yep. one that they told me. They need service My- to run their printers. Microsoft Universal Print. Go Google it. It's cloud-based printing for Office 365. Oh, okay, so you got that covered. I'm I've, I've run out of things, Nick. I'm, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I, you know, I, I just can't think of a reason why we need a server and we need cabling and why yep. I can't pick up my laptop and go fire off again. The next you should day? be able to. That should be exactly how it works. You should walk into that office, sit on your desk, turn your laptop on, plug it into the docking station, and you're working. Mm. We went to visit it, and our my guys could have started last week. Yep, you should have done. Mm. I can't think of what else. Think oh, they're taking the extra rent no, 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 they're, they're recycling. <laughs> oh, don't worry, that's they own the building. That's the. I think yeah. that's probably what it is. Um, no, no, they're grabbing the screen, so they've got to move all the screens from one office to the other. Okay, so I would go just quietly. Screens is just a stupid commodity. Um, what we did when we moved into our new building is we all got these big curved screens, which are actually docking stations built in. We just put one on every desk. So you just wander up to a desk, plug in your laptop with USB-C. You've now got a huge screen you're working. Um, yeah. that's, that's the easiest way to do it. Because if you think about it, I've got to take a screen. I've got to disassemble it. I've got to pack it into a box. I've got to transport it. I've got to go to the next place. I've got to unpack it. I've got to put it in the right place. I've got to plug it into all the different things. Now, everybody's all got crappy different screens. Where if you went, you know what I'll do? I'm just going to buy new screens for every desk. I was going to put them there. That takes 10 minutes. No, they haven't got any money left because they spend it all on servers and cabling. Oh, yeah, there you go. That would be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble because, yeah. You will. Maybe. I know. This is going to hurt. Um, I think I think that's probably covered us off today. I'm back in the land of having these discussions again, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> oh, good. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for another awesome Mechanic Technology Fast Side Chat podcast. Yeah, I think that was a good one. I think that might got some people thinking, I reckon, today. Uh, I think someone, you know, your challenge today is, you know, to go for a week and not have any paper on your desk. That's the yeah. challenge. I think that's a good you know, challenge. All right, let's do our notes in one note. Let's do our, you know, put it on. Yeah, because the reason you want it in one note, you don't want it on a piece of paper because you have to scan it in again. You've got to, then you've got to keep all your little books everywhere. Oh, and, and OneNote's searchable. So you can go into OneNote and say, show me this, and it will find you all the notes, whether they're from 100 years ago or not. I've got notes going back 10 years in OneNote. We, 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 we did a, a really quick demo yesterday, and my team, three of us, were all in the one OneNote writing notes all on the same OneNote page together, filling the note in and, and commenting together while the demo was going and, and and just sort of discussing, expanding on notes, putting pictures in, you know, all that sort of stuff, screenshotting while we were doing it and all that sort of stuff. To And it's an amazing, like I reread the note last night and I was like, ah, that's brilliant. So <laughs> next week, One next note. week. One note. Taking notes. Taking notes. Taking cool. notes and, and, and making sure we, and recording, maybe even recording notes, you know, like all these it things. Sounds like, a, sounds like an awesome idea. Brilliant. That was great. Thank you, Trevor. And certainly if you do like what you see, make sure you subscribe, give us a like or leave a comment letting us know what topics you want us to cover in the next Accounting Technology Fireside Chat podcast. So, Trevor, thanks for coming along this morning. Okay. And thank you, thank everybody, you. for listening. Have and a watching. great day. I hope you all have See a good later. day. <laughs> okay, bye. Again. Bye.